That's the Ticket Ticker. I'm George Dunham reminding you to listen to the White Elephant Christmas Get Down Sports. We'll work yeah! on the outcome. That's a ticker, my friend. <laughs> rock music. What is this devil hell? The rant. The rant? The rant. The rant? The bohemian rant. The bohemian rant? He's the poster boy of underachievement. He's the student of evil. Student? <laughs> He's the station cancer. Oh, cancer is serious. He's the devil zone. Devil zone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I have to admit, I don't really know what this music is here. Um, This is, uh, you're listening to something called the White Elephant Christmas. Uh, I'm Norm Hitchis. Here with you for the next two hours. We're going to talk sports. The way sports talk should be done. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and meet the... Can you please give me my real music here? Please. This is Sports Radio 13. Give me that black ticket. stuff. Hop on for a sec, Credo. Come here. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, yeah. Push it. Push it. Push it. You are now listening to 1310. Please take your seats. We're about to begin. You're about to spend your time with the legend. Shows since a decade, starting with the seven. Stats to the max. Statisticians can't handle. Picks to the pole. Bookies fold, for example. Running Sounds like someone's playing Boppa like Norm. He navigates par, plays, and triple plays from 10 to noon. I always make plans to tune in and listen to a friend of Andy Panda. No room on the wall. Right, cut the crap, Jer. Cut the music. Um... Christmas is a time not to not to screw around. Uh, it's time we remember the baby Jesus and what he did to bring us uh, this beautiful holiday. Um, um, so I thought what I'd do is write a little letter to Santa Jesus God. Um, I do this every year. Breaking sports news now. Uh-oh. Can the Cowboys win in Washington? I'm George Dunham with the ticket ticker. Wait, wait, oh, what are you I'm doing? I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. Sorry yeah, about George, that, Norm. Yeah, George, you came in a little bit early. Sorry. Uh, George, you're interrupting my letter to to Santa. I'm sorry, I thought Jer cued me. Well, would you like me to meet the crew, or would you like me to talk to Santa? God, Jesus. Well, uh, gosh, Norm. Is the answer Jesus? Whatever you, uh, whatever you want to do. Well, let's meet the crew. Hey, great. Uh, let's meet the person today. Person today is not for you. It's, uh, actually, it's, it's Fernando. Another F name, but not Frito. <laughs> Hi, Norm. Isn't that a funny joke? Nobody? Nobody? No, no Kind of funny, Norm. Okay. Hey, Fernando, what you got coming up for Christmas? A lot of tamales? Something like that, Norm, yeah. <laughs> All them 12 Mexican kids you got in your house? 13, Norm. <laughs> Hey, Mexicans still use birth control. Uh, let's go ahead and move on over to Jer. Jer, how are you doing, my friend? We're all right, Norm. Doing pretty well? Yeah, hanging in there. Um, your wife going to ask for the gift of sight for Christmas? Dude, what are you doing? Huh. Norm, uh, we've talked about that one before. Oh. You want to shoot me? Later. Shoot me now. All right. 
Don't worry, I got you in your bad leg. Yeah, this is my bad hip. Uh, let's go ahead and meet um, uh, George Dunham doing tickers. Hi, George. Hi, Norm. How are you? I'm doing great. A little under the weather. I got a little it's bit of a cold. a little bit of cold. You know yeah. what uh, works good to salve the throat? What's that? I'll tell you off the air. Um, okay. Well, why don't you just tell me now? Well, it's it's adult in nature, but uh, hmm. but it always works for me. Okay. Well, thanks, Norm. Okay. Uh, that's George Dunham. He'll be having tickers. He's doing it three, three times an hour uh, throughout the show. Now, I talk to Jesus, Santa. Jesus, God, Santa. I've been a good boy this year. Except for the whole hooker and the meat hook episode. Um, got a little out of control at that party. But I have done some good things, too. This Christmas season, I made a bathtub of crank and shared it with the local orphanage. When you got nothing to live for, might as well do drugs. I helped an old lady across the street and into a storm drain. I think she had Alzheimer's, so it was an act of mercy. Um, isn't Alzheimer's where you have a limp? I hope so. Otherwise, I'd just put a limping woman down a storm drain. And I also made love to a guy who really needed it. Um, Thanks so for you that. see, omnipotent baby Santa, I'm worthy of my Christmas request. I please most humbly beseech you, O corpulent father, to bring dead Richard Pryor back to life. The world needs more cussing blacks in wheelchairs. It shouldn't be that hard. Just lightning bolt up his scarred body and make him dance around like a mackerel on the deck of a pier. I also pray ask you to kill a few people for me. Number one, Frito. Uh, this man has done nothing but uh, stab me in the back and been a thorn in my side since day one. And by the way, Santa, when you're standing at the pearly gates figuring out who you will let in, who you'll keep out. Please know that Frito is a Jewish guy who converted to Christianity. Don't let the Frito business take away from his real last name of Friedman. Friedman, probably short for Friedmanberg Steinansky. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. God, Santa. God, Santa, you're so great and you have one minute to meet all my demands before I start bashing you on the air. Like I do with every other place that doesn't do what I want. I'm waiting. Sign Lady Norm. Thank you. Hey. That was touching. Hey. I'm sorry, Jer? I was saying that was touching. Oh, thank you, Jer. Appreciate you, pal. I love you. I really appreciate you. Really appreciate you. Coming up next, Bill O'Reilly in Plano, and a pregnant chick falls out of a plane. It's the world you'll die in. Next on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Our next ticket ticker is at 10.50, breaking sports news first, guaranteed. I'm George Dunham, reminding you to remember the time that you've listened to the great Gordo during the White Elephant Christmas Day here on The Ticket. They sold us, so we're trying to suck Susquehanna dry. Play the P1 pin and win 50 grand. Listen, pin, and win on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket.
Hi, this is Troy Aiken, and you are listening to The Gordon Keith Show. Sports talk the way it should be done with plenty of cannibal deaths and extreme gayness on Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. Merry Christmas to all the Christians, and happy holidays to all those who have chosen hell. Oh, my gosh. Troy, geez, Louise. That's, That's the end of the return music. music. Wow. All right, 1032 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. You're listening How to the you like to be on Tickets the White Elephant Day. This is the day where we all exchange time slots. I appreciate it. drew that. our names out of a big hat. Where did Norm go? And at random, I don't know. Norm, I think, had... Did you to, really chase him away? Yeah. And, you know, Norm did the first segment, which I was happy that he came in here and did that, but I think he had to go down to the sales area and sniff around down there. So, so all you have is me... Is I? All you have is I? All you have is me? I don't know. For the next hour and a half, we are going to have so much fun. Fun time, strong radio, the way fun time, strong radio should be done. Uh, now, first of all, I would like to say to George Dunham, who's doing our tickers today, you know, George took the reins at 10 o'clock, the same way I allowed Norm to take my reins, which I was supposed to take at 10 o'clock. George, your voice is a little odd, yeah. but your tickers are wonderful. Well, proving once again you're the most versatile guy at the ticket. I'm telling you, it is a full panic in here. I yeah. can't believe I have 13 more of these to go. Yeah, it's the whole. T- that's why I didn't want that job because it's a gun turned on its side at your head for the whole five hours. Giorgio, do it like Tommy Daniels, right? Two and just keep recycling. Hey, okay, this is I not our opportunity that. to take shots at Tommy Daniels. I can Daniels. see why they do that. I don't have time to research any. I have no idea what's going on today. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure that's a good <laughs> announcement is- to make. <laughs> But keep listening to us for breaking sports news first. If you see anything on TV, let me know. Yeah. This is the uh, only station that gives you the opportunity to break sports news, P1s. Give us a call if you see something good on the uh, Sports Center or the ESPN News. Give us a call, 214-787-1310. All right, we have a huge show planned for you today. We are going to have the normal norm staples of Avery Johnson at, I believe, 1110. And then we have Stephen Jones right after that. So we'll have a double play of apathy for my listeners. Is it Steven who's in the rowdy costume? No, it's Jerry oh, Jr. Jerry Jr., okay. But I will tell you this. I think we just may have a, a caller for Stephen Jones today, an odd caller. We'll see if Stephen hangs up when he hears some of our hijinks. That happens at 1130 today. But first, the world you will die in. It's also the world you live in. It's the same business. There are so many... Odd things going on right now. Bill O'Reilly has decided to take on Plano, Texas. We have so many strong, clean P1s that wash their privates in Plano, Texas. And Bill O'Reilly is now besmirching you. It all started from this story that supposedly Plano ISD banned the colors of Christmas. If they banned them, they should have done it because they're pagan by God. And Bill O'Reilly should have supported that. But of course, like every generic conservative, he looks for half a story that works up his emotions and then all of a sudden starts besmirching Plano ISD. How dare they ban the colors of Christmas? Well, it turns out they're saying he didn't hear the story right. They didn't ban the colors of Christmas. Well, O'Reilly goes on his O'Reilly factor and starts factoring in his hatred for anybody who even sounds like they're different than he is and says that, uh, hey... Hey, hey! These, uh, this is flat-out fascism going on in Plano. He says this on his television show. So Plano schools now 
have, I guess there's some sort of lawsuit. An attorney for the school district wrote an email to Bill O'Reilly that his fascism slur smacks of McCarthyism and represents yellow journalism at its best. But of course, has Bill O'Reilly apologized? No. Because this whole country, and this goes for the left too, liberals and conservatives, all they do is get worked up about the other side. They spend so much time being annoyed at the other side and so little time trying to figure out how to make things better. That's my political rant, and that's a no-spin zone. Second story, skydiver. Chick is pregnant, does not know it, goes up to go skydiving. It's her first time to go skydiving. Jumps out of the plane. <coughs> pulls the ripcord. Now, I've never gone skydiving because... You know what? I, and I would, too. I don't like roller coasters because I think that's flirting with death. But for some reason, I have a skydiving exception that I want to do that. She goes up for the first time, pulls the ripcord, and I'm assuming a bunch of pots and pans fell out. So the first primary parachute doesn't work. So she cuts that. Like so many umbilical cords, she cuts it. Then the backup parachute, she deploys that. It twists up. She's falling down to the earth with no full parachute. So she hits the pavement face first at 50 miles an hour. Survives. Survives. She completely crushes her face. She breaks her pelvis in two places. That's so odd, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Don't get distracted. I swear, I've almost done that a couple times. Or broken your pelvis? No, broken a girl's pelvis in oh. two places. Breaks her leg, loses six teeth, and now has 15 steel plates in her face. Uh, all at the age of 21. Is she hot? Oddly enough, I looked at the picture of the reconstructed face. Eh, not bad. Not bad. Of course, I never get in a fight with her and, and hit her because your hand will hit metal. If you're another girl, you can hit a girl in the face. If you're a guy, I certainly don't, don't condone that. And then she goes in, find out that she is pregnant. I didn't know you could get pregnant from doing that. Yeah, apparently she landed on something, Jer. I don't know. Obviously. What it was. <laughs> was. Sunbather? No, she was four. <laughs> in my fantasy, that's the way it works. Uh, no, she was already like four months pregnant when this happened. Mm. So somebody had fouled her all up. And then pushed her out of an airplane? You know what? Does America, does the love waits thing, is that still around? Do people still wait? I guess. I mean, everybody just premaritals nowadays, don't they? Doesn't matter. And postmaritals. Oh, well, that's a difference between me and most of America then. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, postmarital hasn't worked out for me in years. Oh, well. no. I'm so but sorry. What about you and your wife? Did you have premarital? I don't think that's any of your business. Why are you nodding yes? I don't know. What are you so talking about? So passionately nodding yes. <laughs> Why are you sticking your tongue out and pushing it on the side of your what? cheek and lolling it around? Why are you putting a V in front of your mouth and sticking your tongue out? What? I'm it? not. Do I have to get Norm back in here? No. You no. don't have to get Norm right. back in here. And then we have uh, the news of the Sesame Street star that they found a body on this property. Who did this story? Did Rich do this story? Yeah, Rich did during the news and the okay. news well, observation. Was it in my house? Who's this? Is this Elmo? Elmo. Oh, hey, Elmo. Hi. Hey, I heard you had a dead girl's body on your property. Uh, no. Uh-uh. It says here that, um, it says here the performer who plays Big Bird. Yeah, that's not me. It was his property, but. 
I'm Elmo. Well, Elmo, do you know the person who plays Big Bird? Uh-huh. I've always wondered, Elmo, do you have any sort of relationship with anyone on the show? I mean, do you ever date other Sesame Street characters? What me? Well, you know, date. Uh, you, you're kind of sweet on someone. You go out with them. Get some ice cream together. Get some ice cream, and then you end up in the back of a fair lane trying to see where each other's... What? Urinary tract infections <laughs> might occur. You funny. Oh, thank you, Elmo. You, you like the show? You do? It's Chinese Elmo joining us now. I'm sorry? Where's Norm? Where, where Norm? It's Yao Ming. Where, where's Norm? I like Norm. It does sound like Yao Ming. Oh, you like Norm. Yeah, he's not offensive like you. Okay. I have Fetish a question. Fashion and bondage gear. Hey, Norm, we got Elmo in here. Elmo, I have a, a just a quick point to make. You're on an well, educational... Hurry, i got to get more sports news. I'm sorry? Nothing. Go ahead. You work on an educational program. Uh-huh. So why yeah. don't I talk right? Yeah, why I do, don't know. Why do you not know how to speak? Me I don't... no no. Jar Jar Binks joining us now. Uh, Elmo, do you, do you have time to, to hang with us? Uh, I'll just comment as you go. Boy, I do sound Chinese today. What, what problem? Uh, we had a caller wanting to know if their laundry was ready. What is that all about? What I are they referencing? Know. I'll check. Will you come in and do my nails during commercial break? No. Okay. Damn, I'm Chinese. Hey, can I get some I'm donuts? really Chinese. What does that mean, Jer? I'm just hungry. Okay. <laughs> That's funny, too. There we go, Chinese again. What's going on? Sometimes I miss Saturday mornings. All right. Uh, anyway, that's Elmo. They found a dead body on his uh, family's land in China. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. that funny, We're too. having fun, aren't we, Elmo? Uh-huh. All right, Elmo. So that was a look around our world that we're going to die in. Now, that is the only news segment I'm going to do today. The rest of the day is devoted to fun, frivolity. And uh, coming up next, we have a radio friend of ours. No, you can go longer if you want. What do you mean? Let's stretch no, segment no, 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 out. No, no, no. Only need, Norm does Elmo, that. we need to get to your ticket ticker here in just a moment where you keep us up to date in sports. Are you going to do it as Elmo? Is Don't gonna... say he's not ready. Well, then have Elmo do it's it. It's only 1042. Well, only... Well, have Elmo do it. You're killing me. I'm not killing you. You want Elmo to do the ticket ticker? Yeah. Why can not? You, can you do that? Uh-huh. Oh, look at that. Impressive. Wow. <laughs> Boy, what a That's quick, like Phil Hendry. What a quick change, Jar. Oh talking gosh, about? it's Phil Hendry. <laughs> All right, hold on, Elmo. <laughs> All right, so Elmo's going to have a ticket ticker in just a moment. Why he drops the size of the microphone when he does that? Now, we had a radio friend of ours die recently. His name was Glenn Mitchell. He used to do a bit on his show called Anything You Ever Wanted to Know. So I was thinking, what better way to honor someone than to wait till they die, donkey punch their corpse, and steal their bit? So if you want to know if I really hate Norm, want to know how much influence Reiner actually has here up here at the station... Want to know who Craig had an affair with in the office? Well, this next segment's for you because you get to call in and ask us about anything you ever wanted to know about the ticket. When we say sports, you say now. Now? Now? Yes, go, Elmo. Okay. Now. A week removed from winter meetings in baseball, still a lot of baseball transactions to talk about. This ticket ticker service at Outback Steakhouse 
and Tebow. <laughs> Trouble Dodgers outfielder Milton Bradley on his way to American League. L.A. struck a deal, sending Bradley to the Oakland A's for infielder Antonio Perez. And the Astros re-signed backup catcher Brad Osmus. That's not real big, no, but it's, it's a quick hit. Big one for the Cowboys Sunday at FedEx Field against the Washington Redskins. This is the team that beat the Cowboys back in September. Cowboys in a drive for the playoffs with three games left. Tight end Dan Campbell told Bad Radio he can't wait for another crack against the Redskins. This is what I really look forward to. Like I say, you go into a hostile environment. These people hate us so bad. It's going to be cold probably, you know. It's just one of those games that, man, you get up for and you enjoy. Don't forget Mavericks. They played the Suns tonight. Remember Steve Ash? He played for Suns now. They played tonight, tip off at 7. This report brought to you by Cons Appliances. Con shops the competition to give you guaranteed low prices this holiday season. Cons Appliances and Electronics. 12 locations to serve you. Or visit us at cons.com. Our next ticket ticker at 11.10. Breaking sports news first. I'm Elmo, reminding you to remember the time you spent listening to the Great Gordo. Oh, thank and you, Elmo. And the White Elephant Christmas on Sports Radio 13.10. The ticket. Oh, uh, yes, the kids love him. It's the Christmas gift you can unwrap all day long. The ticket White now? Elephant yeah, you don't have to yeah, experiment. Oh, oh, now, please. here's Gordon Keith. Today only. Right, hold on. Ten till noon this? on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. Cavalcade of stars here. Oh, hi. This is oh, Tiger no. Woods. Hi, Tiger. And you are listening to the Gordon Keith Show. Did you know that my Taiwanese mommy made over half the radios that the P1s are listening to the ticket on right now? She had to quit when my bloated hip-hop daddy laid on her so hard that PGA got up in her. Oh, well, geez. Merry Kwanzaa and Happy New Year. Die, Phil Mickelson. Okay, thank you so much, Tiger. Thanks for listening to the Ticket's second annual White Elephant Host and Crew Exchange. We are giving away the very hard-to-find for the holidays Xbox 360. Now, this is the good one, too, complete with wireless controllers, hard drive, and Xbox Live. And here's how you win. Listen to each show during the White Elephant Day today for the secret words. And when you have them all, you email them to p1 at the ticket.com. You'll then be in a drawing with all the other correct entries for the Xbox 360. The secret words for 1040. Oh, I guess that was direction to me. The secret words Oops. are. I read all of these words? I don't know. I appreciate your pal. Yeah. That's the secret that words. Good. For what, right were, now. what were the secret words, Norm? I appreciate your pal. I appreciate you, pal. Be listening later today at 1.40 for the uh, next Secret Words. Thank you so much, P1. Just another way that we super serve you and make sure that you're a winner. Because let's face it, life is a beatdown. And all you really have to look forward to is winning small swag from AM radio stations. So, Merry Blanken Christmas. Are you listening to Gordon Keith filling in for Norm Hitchkiss on our White Elephant Day? Yes, so many people email us up here at the ticket. We have, and this is the God's honest truth, we have the most, um, most envy from all other radio stations in the country. Why is that? Because the P1 is, I'm telling you, first of all, the term P1 
wasn't really used until this station came along and it, it entered into the mainstream. It wasn't used in the mainstream. And P1 has become a term now that is, uh, it's, it's a rabid listenership. It's people who are, who enjoy a station so much that they will flock to events. They will come out. They get actively involved. They get, you know, things that we do. You guys are, are so incredibly interested in the station and so passionate and you're funny and you're smart, which is amazing. We're the smartest listeners in the Metroplex, don't we? Yes, we do. But we get email a lot of times from our P1s. They want to know inside information. Uh, they want to know, hey, what is the real relationship between, I don't know, Rhines and Grego? Strained. What are the ratings? You guys don't talk about ratings. What's the trick of ratings? I hear some people saying they're number one. I hear other stations Very saying they're number one. What's the most tiresome criticism that we get up here at the ticket? Well, you can ask us that. What, do you, what was the heyday of the ticket? Is now the heyday? Was it before? When was it at its best? What really happened with Rocco? Did I ever try out for Saturday Night Live? All these questions over and over again. So now is your chance, P1. And a little new segment I like to call Anything You Ever Wanted to Know About the Ticket. All knowledge will be revealed. Let's go to Joseph in Coppell. You're first up on anything you ever wanted to know about the ticket. Hi, Joseph. Yeah, one of the Rangers is going to spend some money to get some pitching. Ah, that's uh, an just kidding. question. Okay. Um, actually, are your kids already eligible for grants from the government with your mental state? That's an excellent question. I, uh, I don't talk about it much, but I have five children, my two different women, uh, some from previous marriages, and no, they are not eligible for governmental assistance. And the reason is I make $3,000 above the poverty line. Thank you for your telephone call. Let's go to Gary in Arlington. You're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket with Gordon Keith. Yeah, when are you guys going to talk more sports? That, there you go. I'm glad you hey. provided the answer to a question, which was, what is the most tiresome criticism of the ticket? Hey, the question is, walk us through, give us a short version about when when you got arrested in Lambeau Field, uh, how were the jails, and how they treat you. All right. Thank you so much, Gary. Probably the thing that people mention to me the most, say, hey, aren't you the guy who's arrested in Lambeau Field? Yes, is the only time I've ever been arrested. I went up to the hard, with the hard line to Green Bay for a big Cowboy Packer game, and we started broadcasting there. I think uh, Wednesday of that week. I'm not sure. But we were there early for the game, and it was at the time when I was working for the hard line pretty frequently. So I went and made the trip with them. That's kind of their yuck monkey. So they say, hey, take a telephone and see if you can get into Lambeau Field, because we were broadcasting from a bar that was right across the street from Lambeau Field. Now, it's just cold out there. It just felt like a, like a ghost town, Lambeau Field. Nothing was really going on except, I guess, some of the TV trucks had arrived to get ready for the broadcast. I have a cell phone on my ear. I'm broadcasting the whole time. I walk up to a security guard, a female security guard. That's one of the problems right there. She was so distracted by my powerful sexuality, she didn't listen to my statement. I said, I'm with the radio, and I just need to go in here for a few minutes and check out the scene. She said, yes, lets me in. So I sneak down onto the field, and I start running around, doing pass patterns, all this at the direction of, of Grego and Rhines, and start yelling some things. Bart Starr wasn't that great. Somebody, Dingus McGill, was offsides. Uh, sports references I didn't even understand. Jerry Kramer. Jerry Kramer. Offsides. I'm just repeating whatever they want me to do, like a good yuck monkey. So, well, then I start noticing there's one guy in the stands. There's only one guy in Lambeau Field that has walked down and has been watching me. 
And he was kind of a short, ruddy, complected man. He calls me over to him, says, what are you doing? I just say, well, I'm out here, you know, just uh, testing the field, making sure it's worthy for the game. Was he a handsome man? No. Okay. He was a short, homunculus, oompa loompa of a gentleman. Huh. He identifies himself as Jerry Perrin, who is the head of security of Lambeau Field. He requests that I go with him. He said, hey, could you come with me? So I go with him. I follow him, broadcasting the whole time on the cell phone. It's all live on Dallas radio. He takes me to his office, the head of security office, and tells me to wait right there. The cops are coming. I say, screw this. Look, if you want me out of your stadium, if that's the objective, then just ask me. I'll leave. He says, no, you're waiting right here. I say, now, wait a second. I'm trespassing in your opinion, although I had permission from the security guard to come in here. Security guard that I understand was under your auspices. So I come in here, and now you're wanting me to stay when your primary objective is to not have me in the stadium. So why don't I just leave? No, you stay right here. So he goes spread eagle in the doorway, holding his hands and legs, you know, blocking the door, because I say that I'm leaving. I squirt out from beneath his legs, between his legs. I go in between and run out of there with the cell phone. Well, around this time, I start hearing the sirens. Cops are on their way. I'm just walking purposefully to the exit. I was probably 15, probably 10 feet from exiting when I hear that the footfalls are approaching rapidly back behind me as the cops running. I can hear his radio going off too. He grabs me by the shoulder, spins me around, rips my shirt, takes the cell phone, hangs up on you, the P1, who has been listening to this entire episode. I'm arrested, handcuffed, put in the back of a squad car, taken to the Brown County Jail or whatever county that is, or Green Bay's in. And I get put in there in this cell with a crack addict. Have stories about jail true? Well, I immediately offered to make love to him just to get it out of the way. How'd that work? He took me up on it and then told me that he wasn't gay. I thought that was odd. The hard line, in all their wisdom, this happens on their air. This was a huge event, right? And you know how I got busted. This is interesting. It was not Jerry Perrin just walking around policing the place. A Green Bay-loving P1 hears my antics on the phone, on broadcast on radio, calls up to Green Bay That's to sorry. the stadium to bust me. That is sorry. Totally sorry. sorry, P1. What purpose was he trying to serve there? Nothing. Just being life. a jerk. It was, hey, I just want to control your life. What a... So, got arrested. It was a misdemeanor, $600. Grego bailed me out. The hard line, after I, the cop hangs up the phone, here they have this huge gift. My pain can become their ratings bonanza. They immediately go the opposite direction, stop talking about it, and just start talking baseball for the rest of the show. Never mentioned it again. The fact that one of their crew had just been arrested by police live on the air. They just ignored it. I spent a total of about three or four hours in jail, or three hours in jail. Uh, Grego bailed me out. I thought that I was innocent, and I thought I could prove it in a court of law, but then I was scared they'd start tacking on charges. But they found heroin on me, that I was resisting arrest, that I was transgendered. Drunk but then again, that's not a crime, is it? Not even in God's That story is almost as good as your physical exam story. Yeah, the physical exam where the effeminate doctor gave me a prostate exam at the age of 20. I was so dumb I didn't know. 
Thanks for your call. David and Grapevine, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket for anything you ever wanted to know. Yeah, Gordon, I have a two-part question. One is, how does the dump button in the seven-second delay work? And two, what is the shocker? Okay. Uh, the dump button works as such. <laughs> and it isn't seven seconds, it's seven minutes. Yeah, we, we extended the dump button. Here's the deal. Why do we do this, that? This broadcast license for the ticket, I don't know how much it... It's a lot of money, so you have to ensure that you have enough delay to protect that investment. So now I think we have 40 seconds of delay. So what you're hearing me say, I actually said 40 seconds ago. It's, it somehow works with a theory of relativity. You Time travel? Yeah, you can meet your own father, you know, uh, great-grandfather, or something. Hello? I don't know. Time travel. Um, and it works in stages. If I hit the dump button once, it gets rid of five seconds. Hit it twice, gets rid of ten seconds. You know, three times 15. I think it works in five-second stages like that. So that's how it works. Now, what happens is if you dump all of your audio, how does it build back up into delay? Well, now the digital delays have gotten so complex that they listen for pauses in between your words and compress them. So it builds up delay like that without you ever noticing. The old delay system, after you've heard somebody dump something, the next few words out of the host's mouth would be all real slow like that. It would sound like Greg, Grego on Vicodin. It would be very slowed and yes. slurred. But now All with the digital, right. it sounds a lot better. Your second question about the shocker, I have no idea. I've never heard this term never before. Heard it Thanks either. for your call. Ryan in Fort Worth, you're on the ticket. Anything you ever want to know about the ticket, go ahead. Mr. Keith, I, as well as every P1, would like to know precisely how much money you make a year. Ah, excellent question. You know, how much radio personalities make? It's very curious to me. Some people think we make tons of money. And some people think, well, you guys don't make jack squat, especially me, who's an AM yuck monkey, you know, the third wheel uh, on a show that I had to beg to get on. Um, I've always thought it was hypocritical that athletes have to release their salary, but we in the media don't have to release our salary. But I'm satisfied with being a hypocrite. Nick and Keller, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Yeah, uh, I was wondering what kind of sexual uh, episodes uh, Ticket Mouse is seeing over there. Ah, uh, yes. You know what? There has been some loose talk. We have a story in the newspaper uh, that came out yesterday where they have injected mice with human brain cells. And I think that this is, this is one of the escaped lab rats, the ticket mouse, the one that lives in our baseboard here. Because as you know, he has the ability to talk and he's observed, obviously, many sex acts. <coughs> Usually from 10 to noon, here at the ticket, he sees these sex acts. <laughs> Maybe we'll have him on a little bit later on to talk about what he's seen. Excellent question. Thanks for your call. Robert and Garland, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Hello, Gordo. Hey, sports fan. I have a quick question for you, and I may be the only one that doesn't know what happened to Big Dick Hunter and that wild-ass circus. Ah, uh, yes. Always an uncomfortable question when someone leaves, and it's disturbing when someone gets fired and a show is canceled. All of a sudden, no one ever talks about it. Just kind of goes by the wayside. And there's a thought, there's a theory to that reaction or lack of. And it's that why would you spend morning drive, afternoon drive, or some important day part talking about something that occurred on a weekend show or a nighttime show that was fired because it didn't get ratings? Why would you raise, waste high rating times talking about a, something that happened on a low rating thing? But I always think, you know, I, the P1 owes at least some explanation and the explanation that I've heard is this, is that it didn't perform, consistently perform with the ratings expectation that they had. 
And so that's why they let the show go. Hmm, I heard it had something to do with an animal. Excuse me? Oh, you I guess you heard a different story. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, but that's the that's the reason. I mean, there's no, you know, and then all Less these. Fernando. I'm sorry, Elmo. A little less Fernando. Oh, okay. Hey, Chinese Elmo, quiet down. <laughs> Elmo doesn't like to hear Fernando. Um, but you hear all these rumors. Oh, Reiner hated Big Dick. Oh, Big Dick was too liberal for the station. They had to clean house because the guy buying the ticket is a Republican. All that kind of crap. It's so funny. You know, when you're oh. not in the media, when you're not in the media, you always buy into all these things. And then if you get in a position like we're in and you realize how many conspiracy theories there are and you're in a position in the know of what happened and none of them are true. What I heard is management didn't think the ratings were good and so it was canceled. And that's what happens. That will be all of our fate. Eventually we'll all get fired for the exact same reason. Sam and Dallas, you're on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket for anything you ever wanted to know. Ah, the great Glenn Mitchell uh, tradition. Yes. Um, two questions. Uh, what is the peanut butter factor, and who makes your paint the body? All right. The peanut butter factor is a very odd thing to describe. There's just some women who look like they, or men, who look like they smell like peanut butter or maybe have a little peanut butter in the corner of their mouth or tucked behind their ears, kind of smeared a little bit. Fernando has a high peanut butter factor. Celine Dion has a high peanut butter factor. The knowledge of the peanut butter factor is much like the knowledge that a child gains as they grow up. All you have to do, you can't tell them what a dog is. You just have to show them enough examples, and then they're able to spot a dog, even though it looks nothing like the previous examples of the dog they've seen. So it's kind of an intu intuition that you eventually gain by seeing enough examples. Perhaps I ought to publish a list of people with a peanut butter factor. Therefore, you too, in your personal life, can identify those who have it. Jeff in Fort Worth, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket for anything you ever want to know about the ticket. Uh, Karen, I've got two questions for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a second. I forgot to hey, answer the bloody pants question. Who makes hey, my pants question, the bloodiest? Hey, question, question, question. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, um, I, I'm just wondering, in the future, is Corby going to have a second child named Ishmael that's going to possibly divide the uh, the P1s? And number two, uh, Gordon, uh, reference. once you go black, do you really never go back? Uh, sir. What do you mean? He's referencing the fact that I once said that I married a black woman. <laughs> and you know, in all honesty, I've never gone black. Have you gone black, Fernando? You ever slept with a black girl? He or a black me guy? He told in cubicle. Or a black guy? Don't answer those questions. Well, what's the weirdest race that, <laughs> the weirdest race that you slept with? I don't answer those questions, Gordo. Okay. Ask Elmo. Jer? Vulcan? <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I was a big nerd. That's a good Elmo? Club. Elmo? Then they used to be golf club on ticket. Vulcan. And finally, oh. Casey and Capel, you have the last word here on everything you ever wanted to know about the ticket. Hello, sweetie. Hey, um, I was curious why uh, Grego had to apologize to all of his fans out there in that drop where it sounds like he's either hungover or has a stopped up nose or for some reason. One of the funniest moments ever on the ticket, training camp Austin. Many years ago, in the mid-90s probably, we had all gone out the night before, and Greco got blasted. We went to an adult establishment. He got kicked out of the breast tavern because he was trying to play the drums on some girl's posterior. We got kicked out. 
He was blasting. He made us go through a Whataburger. To all my fans out there. He made us go through a Whataburger drive-through, where he ordered four cheeseburgers. I had six. The last one of which he threw across the apartment we were staying in and stuck it to the wall. Yeah. Then he made an odd late-night booty call to a girl he was kind of seeing at the time, telling her that he was a. I don't think you can say a it. form of a cat, another name for a cat, because he didn't fight the bodyguard at the club, and we had to just endure this incredible volcano of drunken Grego. Well, the next morning he was hungover, and he apologized to all his fans because he was hungover. So there you go, an edition of anything you've ever wanted to know about the ticket. Thanks to all the P1s who called in. You're certainly free to email me, Gordon, at GordonKeith.com. And check out GordonKeith.com. Go to the ticket, click on Gordon Keith. That'll take you to GordonKeith.com. You can see a nice naked picture of George Dunham. Also, you can see the VAT. What? Our <laughs> fake ticket up there at the Vatican. That's on GordonKeith.com. Coming up next, I'll ask Avery Johnson if he's kidding about the voice. Ticket Sports News Now. Ticket Ticker. The Ticket's own Steve Nash is back in town tonight. This ticker brought to you by Colwell and & Son and SaveOnEnergy.com. Mavericks and Suns tonight at the AAAC. Rematch of the conference semifinals from last season. We may, they may see each other again this postseason. Despite a recent slump, the Suns are playing well even without Amari Stoudemire. They're off to a 13-7 start. Mavericks head coach Avery Johnson expecting another... Phoenix Dallas shootout tonight. You know, we know they can put up a lot of points and really embarrass you uh, with the way they play offense. So defensively, we're going to have to be sound and uh, we're going to have to get the ball moving a little bit on our offense again. Avery coming up with the great Gordo here in just a couple minutes. That ought to be good. Suns have stumbled a bit in the last week. Dallas will try to give them their third straight loss for the first time this season. The Superdome may be back in business next year. A consultant's report says they could repair the dome and have it operational by next November, giving the Saints back their home field, and it should signal the return of the Sugar Bowl and the New Orleans Bowl to the Crescent City. Cowboys are back in practice after a player's day off yesterday. And when it comes to tiebreakers for the division and the wild card, it's a huge matchup for the Cowboys and Redskins this Sunday. Cowboys are a game back of the Giants, who play the Chiefs this Saturday. And Dallas is a game up on the Redskins. Cowboys pregame at 1 here on the ticket. Football theater, 13-10 at 3. And the postgame after the show. This ticker is a service of Bravo Breakfast Blenders. Heavy traffic is what? reported near 7-Eleven stores due to the arrival of the Bravo Breakfast Blenders. Hey, man. Del delicious and nutritious breakfast drinks for people on the go. Too busy for breakfast? Breakfast <laughs> Blenders are the perfect blend. Hey, George, you still got diarrhea? Our next ticket ticker is at 11.30. Breaking sports news first. Guaranteed. You gotta eat something better. I'm George Dunham. Remind you, you to remember the, blenders instead the time of you spent listening to the great Gordo that sausage your wife makes. on the White Elephant Christmas here on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. The Ticket celebrates a White Elephant Christmas with crew Trying chaos to and randomly shuffled hosts. Now, here's okay. Gordon Keith. Today I only, this on the air, you've got to stop that. that. You've got to stop on that Sports now. Radio 1310, The Ticket. First of all, Gordon should not be allowed to do this shift. It is the handicapped parking space of the little ticket. 
and should be reserved for hit dysplasia victims like Norm, oh, not wow. tortured comedic artist with a gay Truman Capote death wish. That's shot. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go blow out my pants in a fit of senility. All right, I'm not going to say this on here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's 11:18. Sports Radio 13, 10 the ticket. Gordon Keith in for Norm Hitchkiss, the vacationing Norm Hitchkiss today. We hope he gets better on his gender reassignment surgery. Uh, Avery Johnson here in just a moment. Uh, quick email. That was the worst Elmo impression ever. Stop George, please. George has what to do with the Elmo with impersonation. Uh, please, God, Jesus, more Elmo tickers. No more Elmo tickers. I agree. Gordon, this three hours, it's only two hours, has the opportunity to be the greatest of all time. Keep Elmo off the air and bring back fake Norm. Mm. Hmm. And uh, finally, someone says that he heard Jerry Jones is putting Tukey Williams in the ring of honor. We'll have to chase down that story. We'll uh, see if what right. we can find out I'll in the I'll look it up. I don't know how to work the wire. Right now, oh, gosh, right now it's time to visit with Avery Johnson. And our interview with Avery is brought to us by the American Airlines Center, GMC, and the Dallas Morning News. Avery, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Now, even though it's still early in the season, I have a feeling that Monday's loss to the Lakers stung a little bit more than normal. Why is that? Well, we just didn't come out with the right uh, focus and the right energy. Uh, you know, and we, Kobe got going on this really early, and uh, he continued late. And we just didn't play our normal Maverick-style game, and it was disappointing. And But but I like that how losses stings with our team. It really shows that they care, and they want to move to the next level. Now, at the end of Monday's game, you got caught short of timeouts. How did that happen? And don't you have an assistant coach that's responsible for keeping track of those sorts of things? Yeah, but we were... They made so many runs on us, uh, and then we had to take uh, one or two when, when our players got injured. Uh, you know, when Keith got injured, had to take one there. <clears throat> so uh, we just kind of got caught because they were on runs, and we just couldn't get get ourselves back together, and I had to take more than normal. So we just kind of got, got caught um, shorthanded there at the end. Visiting with Mavs coach Avery Johnson. Avery, tonight you play the Suns. Now, stylistically, are they different without Amari Stoudemire? Uh, yes and no. They, they, they're different because he's not there. But, no, they play the same style of basketball. You know, frantic pace, up and down, shoot a lot of threes. Nash, you know, dribbles around uh, the same way and probes to get whatever he wants. And uh, so they're, they're basically playing the same style it's just that they don't have a Maori to go to in the post. Now, you mentioned one of our favorites here at the ticket, Steve Nash, and he brought his game to a higher level last season. So I guess my question is, how did he do it, and was this surprising to you? No, it's not surprising. Sometimes when guys get a fresh start, um, you know, with another situation, and, you know, he, he was playing with a lot of guys that were runners and finishers with Joe Johnson and Quentin Richardson there and Stoudemire, obviously, and, uh, you know, Sean Mary, and they moved him to the fourth spot, which gave a lot of people problem, and Stoudemire to the five spot, and Nash <clears throat> went on to have a great year. Uh, and I think he was just pretty much healthy. I think his body was feeling probably the best that he's felt in a long time because, um, you know, when he was here, you know, he had to really try to manage his body and keep himself in shape. A lot of nagging injuries. So looked like he didn't have to deal with that as much last year. We're visiting with Avery Johnson, coach of the Dallas Mavericks. And you mentioned, Steve, yeah, he doesn't appear to be wearing down as, as 
some people, a lot of people said that, you know, that's just going to be Steve Nash. He's always going to wear down. Were you one of those people who thought that he was always going to be one of those guys that wears down? Well, I, I think, you know, when, at the end of the seasons that I played well, I was, with uh, the Mavericks, you know, he sorry had some situations where, you know, he kind of wore down a little bit. But, again, he's a veteran player. He's an, He had an MVP season, and uh, everybody's moved on. Okay, now switching gears a little bit, the Pacers investigating a trade for Ron Artest. Can you honestly say that you have no interest? No, we don't. Um, we, we, we haven't talked to them or made any phone calls there. Uh, we like our team. But without the baggage, wouldn't Artest be your perfect type of player? I don't think anybody, you know, in the NBA is a perfect type of player or a perfect fit. Uh, everybody has different situations that you have to manage. Um, but we're, we're not in the Artest uh, sweepstakes. You're listening to Gordon Keith doing uh, a serious interview with Avery Johnson. When do you expect Jerry Stackhouse to be a regular contributor again? Um, we Off hope the to top get of my him, head. Yeah, we hope to get him back within the next week. Um, we're going on a road trip starting on uh, Monday uh, out west. So hopefully, he, if he continues to improve, um, we'll, we'll have an opportunity to get him back hopefully next week. Don't you have a concern, though, that that knee injury is going to be, you know, significantly hindering him all season? Yeah, we are concerned there um, because, you know, he's an older player and and he's had some knee issues there historically. So, yeah, we are concerned, but we'll try to manage it as best that we can. And uh, hopefully he can contribute for us for the second half of the season. The coach of your Dallas Mavericks on with us, Avery Johnson. Um, in my opinion, Devin Harris has really progressed. Now, if need be, would you feel comfortable with him running the team full-time? Yeah, when that, when that chance comes, um, we will hope that he'll continue to get better. But Terry's our starter now, and uh, he's been doing a heck of a job the second half last year in the playoffs. He had a little hamstring injury earlier in the season, so he's still making some progress also. But Devin's uh, making the move in the right direction, and, and we really like his potential, especially uh, for the big picture in the long term. Think you're harder on him because he used to be a point guard? Oh, definitely. That's an automatic, both of those guys. And, and even Armstrong, uh, even though he's the old man of the staff, he catches it just as much as uh, uh, Terry and Harris. But that's a natural thing. But they know I love them uh, like the rest of the guys. But I am a little harder on those guys. Avery Johnson joining us here on the ticket. Now, you and David Robinson, let's talk about your days as a player. You were on court leaders when the Spurs won the championship. And uh, how important is it to have that clear-cut on-court leader, and do you think you have one with the Mavericks? Well, I, I think it's important, but I, I don't think, um, you know, it's, it's, you have to have it in a sense to win a championship. And I, I think guys lead differently. Uh, Terry and Devin Harris are not leaders. Lead, they don't lead like I led. Uh, I had a little bit more experience, and uh, I was a little bit more vocal. So you, you don't have to be the same type of leader. But uh, we have some leaders there. They, they've, they've grown. Dirk has stepped up in that area. And uh, Darrell Armstrong gives us a lot in that area, Stackhouse. So they, they lead in different ways, but we have some leaders. All right, Avery, and one final question for you. After 21 games, what have you learned about your team that you didn't already know? 
Wow, they, they are mentally tough. Um, you know, we've withstood some stuff this year with injuries, and we've had some heated games in the fourth quarter. And I, I, I thought they would be mentally tough, but they're mentally tougher than what I thought. And uh, they're, they're real unselfish, and that's what I really like about them. Avery, I appreciate you, pal. I really appreciate you. Thanks a lot for having me. All right, that's All right, Avery bye-bye. Johnson, coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Playing Phoenix, our boy Steve Nash. Those questions just came to you so naturally. It was just uh, you are good, man. How they just came. Uh, you know, to you. I like the broadcast. I follow sports. You know, yeah, I guess a little bit good. more than more I let on. Exciting time to be in the world of broadcast. A little bit more oh, that than was I let really on. Really impressive, Gordo. Yeah. Speaking of sports, we're going to continue sportsiness next. Uh, we actually have the creature that sprung from Jerry, Join- Jerry Jones' loins Thank coming you. up next. You. you believe that? I'm going to try to make Stephen Jones cry next. Breaking sports news now. A six-game road swing starts for the Stars tonight. This ticket ticker brought to you by Centennial Fine Wine and Spirits and the Tylock Eye Care Center. Stars have been the best road team in the Western Conference with a 9-2 mark away from the AAC. They get a good test tonight against the Buffalo Sabres. Like the Stars, Buffalo already with 39 points for the season, and they have been winning close games. Five of their last six wins have come by one goal. Watch it tonight on Fox Sports Southwest, the face-off six from the HSBC Arena. <laughs> if it's anything like the opener or last year's playoffs, the Madison Suns should put on quite a show tonight at the AAC. Dallas and Phoenix meet for the second time tonight. First meeting was the opener in November. The Mavericks pulled out a three-point win in double overtime. Channel 21 and ESPN tonight at 7 o'clock, and Ben and Skin have the postgame here on the ticket from the AAC. Cowboys are a game back of the Giants in the NFC East. What will it take to catch them and win the division? Jerry Jones told us yesterday it's pretty simple. The Cowboys just need to win their final three games. I don't know that uh, as impressed as I am with the Giants, uh, I think that uh, as we saw Sunday, they've got a chance to get beat. I think if we could win out, then we'll win the division. Cowboys back at work today at Valley Ranch. Take on the Redskins Sunday at FedEx Field and an important NFC East matchup. <laughs> this ticket ticker is a service of your Ford Quality Check certified pre-owned dealer. Get 3.9 APR and certified pre-owned Fords. Visit FordCPO.com. Dale ends 1231. Not all buyers qualify for Ford credit financing on select vehicles. See dealer for details. Our next ticket ticker is coming up at 11.50. Breaking sports news first, guaranteed. I'm George Dunham reminding you to listen to this knucklehead, Gordon Keith, and the White Elephant Christmas here on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. It's time for another P1 to punch in a pin number. Guess our five-digit pin, and we'll give you 50 grand. Guess four out of five right and win 10 grand. Or get three out of five numbers right and score a thousand bucks. It's 11.35, Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Time to play the P1 pin. Brought to you by Winter Park Ski Resort, Frontier Airlines, and Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Now, on our phone is Gene from Cleburne. Gene, how are you? I'm great, sir. How are you? Now, you're going to be trying to guess the five-digit pin number, and you could win up to 50000 bucks. Doesn't that sound good? What would you spend 50000 bucks on? You. Uh, I'm sorry? I said you. What would you have me do for that money, sir? Um, we'll talk about that off the air, sir. 
All right, Jen. Gene. Gene. Yes, sir. Oh. Give us your five-digit PIN number. <laughs> Zero, four, two, seven, four. Okay, could you repeat those? Zero, four, two, seven, four. All right, zero four two seven four. We're punching it in the computer. See if there is a match. If you win, no. Man, if you'd only matched three of five, you would have got a thousand. Four of five, you would have got a ten thousand. Five of five, you get that fifty, but you got none. You didn't win the cash, but all contestants that play this game won a pair of Mavs tickets to the December 18th game, and you're in the drawing for a ski trip for two to Winter Park, including air, hotel, and lift tickets. Gene, I'm sorry you're such a loser, but I'm glad that uh, I didn't have to make good on that favor that you would have done for me. Well, now so am I. Or that I would have had it done for you. Thank you, Gene. Thanks, Thanks for playing. God bless, pal. I appreciate you. Be by the channel during the 4 p.m. hour on the Hardline Show for your next chance to text in and play the P1 pen. If you haven't already, sign up for breaking sports news alerts and big-name guest info delivered to your cell phone personally from us. Text JOIN to 44939. That's the word JOIN to 44939. The P1 pen is brought to you by Winter Park Ski Resort, Frontier Airlines, and Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. It's the P1 pen. Win 50000 bucks or a ski trip for two. Brought to you by Winter Park Ski Resort, Frontier Airlines, and Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. Uh, this is uh, Fake Jerry. And you're listening to the uh, uh, the award-winning uh, Gordon Keith show. Uh, the only thing I like more than uh, firing Tom Landry and getting face work is feeding dogs antifreeze. Oh, my. Uh, go AIDS and Scott Peterson. <laughs> Just kidding. About the face work thing only, though. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Well, that's awfully, awfully awkward. It's 1137 Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Listen to Gordon Keith filling in for Norm Hitchkiss, who has the day off today. Um, he now has been told by doctors it is full-blown. So this is going to be a nice, awkward interview. On our phone right now is Stephen Jones. Our interview with Stephen, sponsored by Man's Best Friend and Jack Daniels. When was the last time you drank Jack Daniels, Stephen? Probably uh, not as long ago as I wish it were. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Stephen, what, let me ask you this. Growing up as Jerry's son... What is your what is your me memory of your dad before the Cowboys versus after the Cowboys? Did you like it better when he was a wildcatter oil man? Oh, I think uh, things haven't changed. I think it's all pretty similar, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, we've always had a, a, a great relationship, and I wouldn't say that anything's changed a whole lot. Are you ever going to take over the team? Yeah, you know that's so far away. You know Jerry's a young young man, and. Uh, uh, shoot, I may go before he goes. Yeah, but, you know, slip him a Mickey in his drink, and he may not live so long. You never know, <laughs> Stephen. You could take over the empire. Uh, I understand that. All right, so how many family members in the Jones family work for the Cowboys? Uh, there are uh, my brother and sister both both work as well, and then uh, my brother-in-law works with the, not with the Cowboys, but with the Desperados. Okay, so, but he's kind of in that family, in the organization in some way. Absolutely. Now, I got an email saying that Jerry's going to put Tukey Williams in the Ring of Honor. This can't be true, can it? <laughs> I'd have to say that is uh, definitely not true. Okay, so what's going on? What's going on for this week? Any Cowboy news you want to break before I ask you some more wheels-off questions about your family? 
No, I don't think so. I think we've got to get, uh, hopefully, Kenny's going to be ready to go, but I, I think he's got a great shot to do it, and uh, I think he's going to get back and play and hopefully be uh, effective and productive. But other than that, I think uh, Henry's better and Glenn's going to be better, and hopefully we'll be uh, better uh, health-wise than even we were last week. We're visiting with Stephen Jones of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Stephen, how aware is your dad, your brother, and you of what goes on here at the ticket concerning your family and fake characters and such? Uh, I've heard the fake Jerry. I don't know that I've heard a whole lot more other than that. I guess I did hear once that uh, they'd been after Jerry pretty good and uh, my brother, but uh, not a whole lot. And what do you hear about them being after your brother? What do you hear the shtick is? <laughs> uh, I think it had something to do with Rowdy at that time. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. That there is correct. So do you decorate your house a lot for the holidays? Does Jerry decorate his? By the way, how big is Jerry's place? You know, I, I hadn't gone in there with a tape measure and, and put that to it. But, bigger uh, than yours, though, plenty, right? There, there's plenty of room for everybody. Yeah, that's what I figured. Does he do something big, fantastic display? Of lights? I think it's lit up pretty good when you drive up there. So, yeah, I'd say he does. Does he hire former Cowboys to be Santa Claus on the street out in front of his place? Uh, I, I don't know that I've seen that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I hope you don't mind, but we want to take a call for you real quick. Okay. All right. Let's go to, uh, I think this is Jerry and Valley Ranch. You're on with Stephen Jones. What up? Stephen, uh, long-time oh, fan, uh, first-time listener. Thanks for <laughs> Absolutely. Bring it on. Well, listen, uh, I know it may be slim pickings, but uh, I wanted to know in your opinion, uh, which is the smarter of the uh, of the two Jones brothers. Good question. Good question. Stephen, which one's the smarter between you and your brother? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm not on the hot seat, so I'm, I'm going to say that uh, we'd have to say it's pretty equal. Pretty equal? See, I, I would have gone with Jerry Jr. is not as smart as you. Well, but that's just I what I heard. I think it's more equal than you think. Okay, all right. That's just what I heard because I heard he was routing everything. Jerry, thanks for your call there. That, that well, it? I do think it is uh, Jerry Jr. And uh, oh, I've heard that uh, Jerry Jr. couldn't pour pee out of a boot with the instructions written on the heel. Oh, my goodness. Uh, thanks for my call. Merry Christmas to y'all. Or Merry Kwanzaa. Or Happy Hanukkah. Oh, very politically uh, correct. Good morning, All right, you, thank sir. you so much. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning, sir. Thank you. I have no idea who that was, Stephen, and I apologize <laughs> for that there. Absolutely. All right, now, not uh, oftentimes when you're on this program, I know you're asked a bunch of questions about, what is it, the Dallas Cowboys, I guess, the NFL franchise, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to give a shout-out to any friends that you may have listening right now. Well, uh, I think the, the only friends I've got these days would be uh, would be my family, uh, my wife, and my kids. So uh, I'll stick with that right now. Well, those are certainly good friends to have, but I'll pray for you to get more. There you go. All right. Thank you, Stephen, for the visit. Hey, good to be on. Hey, great. A Take nice wheels-off visit with Stephen Jones there of the Dallas Cowboys, leaving him in utter confusion. So we've got some time to kill here. No, That's George, it. I believe we no, break uh, no. here. And, <laughs> we and don't normally usually take calls with Steven, so that probably was what threw him off a little bit. <laughs> I think he was confused. I hate you. Can you sense the panic in Giorgio's voice? <laughs> yeah, what's going on, Giorgio? You're so... Uh... George, uh, we're pleased to have you our team. Why? Uh, you, you... You're celebrating that you got tickers, and hey, tickers is an easy job. No, I never said it was easy. And this is, man, you don't have any time. I mean, I could see that if, if you did it for a few weeks, you would, you know, become comfortable with it. But it would take me a while. Well, I mean, I think that's the case. No matter what your job is up here, you get good at it. Or, I, know, I don't know, good at it, you get is. comfortable with it. Not it, me. It's, it's structure. And see, we're so unstructured in there. 
And this is structure, and I haven't been in structured radio in like 12 years. Well, I certainly am very structured. You have been today. I got to tell you that. You have been today. Hey, all I've right. enjoyed the show. You know what? And I think Rich Phillips copped out this morning. Did you hear any of the White Elephant Morning Show? I heard Muse. Where was the 840 bit? I don't know. That is, to me, that is what justifies your job as the AM Yuck they didn't Monkey. Do a bit? It's when someone levels that pistol nope. to your head every nope. day at 840. Now, I will say this. I thought, uh, I thought it was a funny show. Dan McDowell and Danny Bayless and Rhines and Rich all made me laugh out loud several times this morning. Or, well, uh, no, I, that's good. I guess they did. That's what we're going for. We're going for entertainment yeah. value. But here. I, know, I thought it was good. I, I got this email good. from uh, Don's in Corinth. Well, that is that kind of weird name. While listening to the White Elephant Morning Crew, I couldn't help but picture a bitter, jealous, enraged, fake Grego listening to Rhines and Dan talk baseball. He's shouting things like, I love you, Rhines! And, why, Rhines, why? And, Dan, don't you know baseball? He, uh, he then tries to call Bob and the other White Elephant Afternoon host to talk about how bad Dan and Ryan sound together and what a great time they're going to have 3 to 7. It might even end with the plans of a murder-suicide. I'm looking for a bit surrounding this. Fake Hammer's my favorite character. I think this would be ridiculous. So was Grego, like a jealous lover while listening to Ryan's, be with another partner? No, he was sound asleep. You know, it's one thing, and George, you've been pretty on air about this, that you have an open marriage and you allow your wife to have other relationships. I've never said that. But wouldn't it be weird to be in the actual same room as that going on? Yeah, what? Gordon, that'd be really weird. And we're not going to have a flashback to what goes on when George is in the room when that's happening. Oh, but it's a good... I'll try it. Yeah. It's a good try there, Jer. All right, coming up next, you, the listener, torches me and reviews this program. I've got a lot of email response from this, and I prepare to take my medicine next on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Sports News First, guaranteed. Some All-American Longhorns to talk about. The Ticket Ticker, brought to you by TexasLending.com and Colwell and & Son. College football All-American teams named yesterday stacked with burnt orange. Texas quarterback Vince Young makes it as the first-team quarterback. Offensive lineman Jonathan Scott, defensive lineman Rod Wright, and defensive back Michael Huff, all horns named to the first team. Baylor punter Dan Sepulveda makes it to the second team. SMU Mustangs went five and six this year. Certainly a better season for head coach Phil Bennett. Here's a play from their season. Three wide receivers tied into the left. First and goal with the SMU three. Palmer under center and a handoff to Thomas. Huge hole. Touchdown, UTEP. Mavericks and Suns tonight at the American Airlines Center. Mavericks coming off a loss to the Lakers. The Suns have lost two straight. They haven't had a three-game skid yet this season. Tip-off at 7 o'clock. And you can watch it on ESPN or Channel 21. This ticket ticker is a service of American Express. Wish you could get a Range Rover for only $5,000. American Express card members can get incredible prices on the season's most sought-after items. At MyLife.com. Card.com. Terms and conditions apply. 
Our next ticket ticker is coming up at 12:10. Breaking sports news first guaranteed. I'm George Dunham reminding you to remember the time you spent listening to the great Gordo and the White Elephant Christmas here on Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. 64 days a year. Why should today be any different? It's the second annual White Elephant Christmas. Now, here's Gordon Keith. Today only, thankfully, 10 till noon on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. <laughs> Hi, this is Guy who's about to finish, man. And you were listening to Gordon Keith. Oh, yes. Oh, oh I'm ruining your carpet. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, that's weird. I don't even know what that was. It's 10, I'm sorry. 1152 Sports Radio 1310. The wow, ticket. You recorded it. What are you talking about? I'm sorry, George. I don't know what you're I'm talking about. Right out of characters. Guys who's about to finish. What does that mean? We're Silent Man today. Yeah, you know. We're Symphony Man. I thought about, I thought about debuting him and letting him host a whole segment. Silent Man. Uh... As a matter of fact, I really wanted him to host the Avery Johnson interview. Managed to not go for that? Just punch up Avery and have Silent Man interview him and just hear a bunch of, <laughs> hello? Mm. I hello? can't hear you. Uh, can you call me back later? I'm sure Avery Norm? was tense enough about doing the interview with you. All right, uh, Corby and Norm coming up here in just a moment, but a few um, email from the P1. Gordon, I never liked you. And I never thought you were that great, but I think you did a great job with the Avery Johnson interview. It was straight to the point without ass-kissing. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. That comes to us from Chris. Uh, Blood in my P1 Tim emails. Send a tape of your interview with Avery to Bob with a note on how to ask a good question in less than five minutes. What do you think about that, George? I missed that. I'm sorry. All these emails are supposed to draw you out of your shell, George. What was the last one? What was the gist of it? Saying that I ought to send my, a tape of my interview with Avery to Bob with a note on how to ask a question in less than five minutes. Yeah, just read them. I didn't read them. I uh-huh. was just improv. Uh-huh. I don't know what you're talking about there. <laughs> just read prepared questions. Uh, uh, hey, Avery, you are a good coach. Do you think it's good? <laughs> Did you write those Avery, questions down? it is Maverick season. Do you have Maverick season today? Is Steve Nash good? If so, why? <laughs> Please check one, Avery. <laughs> Show work. Let me see those questions. Did you have them written down? Uh, no, I don't. Uh-huh. No. Did I you write them for him, George? About. No, I didn't help him. I think Gordo did. His research was impeccable. Thank it was unbelievable. You. Thank you. It was just the delivery that was a little stiff. And <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. I am going to be interviewing you right now. It is fun. You know, normally, if I was a guest on a show, like if you punch him up and like you said, hey, Avery, how you doing? Welcome to the show, whatever. It seems like you would say, oh, hey, Gordon or whoever. He doesn't do that. No, does he say your name, Norm? Yeah. He knows Norm, but... Well, it's because he's on all the time. Yeah, I know, I know. But even if, like, Fernando prompted him saying, okay, we got to fill in. His name is Gordon, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. you think that he would just be like, hey, Gordon, hey, thanks for doing it today or something like that. But I think he just wanted no part of you. Marlene says, Gordon, can you resurrect the old prospector that broke his human back? I don't know what that is. Gordon, it's your friendly P1 Marie. Yes, once you go black, you will never go back. Interesting. We're talking about that. Have you ever been with a black woman, Corby? Mm-mm. Norm? No. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> well, when the answer is no, don't it disgust me. <laughs> dare you. That was disgusting. Um, By the way, wait a minute. I have a question. Is Marie white or black? She's, I think she's black. Oh, uh, no, know. but you're not certain, are you? No, I'm not. Okay. 
She says she wanted to know how I got my start in the business because she is a We're journalism student and needs some pointers. How did you get your start? Just hang around a radio station until they give you a job. This one? You know what? Yeah, that's, this okay. is my True only on, job in life. On both of our All parts. of us. All of us just basically I just, I got lurked. positions. I lurked until they hired me. Did you? Literally. Literally, you, you lurked? Well, I was an intern, and uh -huh. I just kind of hung around and befriended everyone the best I could. And then they hired me. Have to, you to do me? Now, Gordon started, like... I started doing shows and stuff. He was but, doing shows. Like, immediately was but, hired but on was to a, be on the But air. I was an intern that did shows, basically. And I got paid 30 bucks a night to host with Jennifer Smith. That was what I got paid. $30 a night for, what, three hours? For, yeah. I made $10 an hour. That's what it was. And it was a three-hour show. So I made that. And, you know, we're, we're talking about a ticket stock. We're going to have... We're talking about having, like, auction items. And I think I'm going to auction off my, uh, among other things, I'll probably just give this away. It's like my first W-2 or whatever that is from my first year at the ticket. Mm -hmm. When I made, like, my yearly income was $6,000, I think, or something. And you were, like, Maybe full, not you even were full that. time. Yeah, I basically. was full time and made that little. Or that much. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. For 40 hours a week, Corby? I think so. Uh, Steve says, what's the derivation of the name Dick Hicks? I think that's his real name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Richard Hicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we wanted to take a couple phone calls for reviews here. People torching me. Hi, you're on the ticket. What's your uh, review? Portal. Yes, who is this? This is, this is Chan Ho. Oh, it's Chan Ho Park, ladies I, and gentlemen, I, I joining us. I have a song for you. Okay. Song. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Fernando loves to eat nuts. Barb. Don't. What do you think of that? I think we traded you last year. <laughs> oh, Norm. Hello, buddy. <laughs> oh, he loves Norm. <laughs> Thank you, Jano. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering uh, two things. The first is when do I get my dead hanging Richard Pryor doll to go next to dead hanging Santa and dead hanging Pope dolls? And just to clarify, God. just to clarify, two where they're born and one where there's corn is the definition of the shocker. No idea what that is. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. These people don't call my show. Hi, you're on... No, they don't. <laughs> you're on The Ticket. Hey, man, uh, I just wanted to give Porto a shout-out and tell him that I, uh, I I enjoyed the Avery Johnson interview, and I thought he did a really good job. Thanks. Well, you're talking thanks, to him pal. right now. Uh, okay, well, I appreciate you. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks, pal. I love you. Good all job. Right. All right, thanks, man. Later. Okay, bye-bye. All right. So I'm done. It is It is now I actually have uh, another noon. minute. Mm -hmm. Oh, I do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So go, go ahead and fill it. Um, Norm. Here's Gordon for the last minute. I don't minute. respond to my own name about the group, sir. Norm. <laughs> yes. All right. I love you. I will do one more story about Tell Christmas him decorations. Him, this happened in New York. <laughs> the guy loves this you, family. Norm. Tell him you love him. That would be narcissistic. Put out a bloody Santa Claus out in his front lawn, wielding a knife, <laughs> with beheaded Barbie dolls hanging all around, and Santa in his other hand holding a severed head with blood gushing out of its eyes. This was his Christmas decoration. No, wait. This isn't the one that... It's a different one. Okay. This is not Dead Hanging Santa, which was stolen from the rant, by the way, because that's how I decorate my house. Mm -hmm. I have Santa hanging from a... He's up on a scaffold, uh, a hangman's scaffold, and the trap door is sprung and hanging down. And there's Santa hanging with a noose around his neck, and he's blindfolded. But up under it, on the platform, it is spray-painted in crazy font, Joy to the World. 
I'm sorry, Santa. You know, his father's a minister. And I'm doing that to protest people who would actually do that. <laughs> okay. Sometimes, yeah. You haven't listened to the end, Sometimes Corby. the acorn falls way far from the tree, doesn't it? But this guy had Santa with a severed head that he was holding with a knife in the other hand. And he said he's doing this to protest the commercialization of Christmas. Well, good for him. You won't have to worry about friends dropping by. And guess who came up with the idea for this display at who? his family household? His 16-year-old daughter. She won't have to worry about friends dropping by. Maybe. Are you the one, Norm, that drinks crazy brands of cola yes. and leaves them in here? Yeah, Diet yeah. raspberry, hey. some pink lemonade occasionally. All right. Diet right, white, white grape. I'm, Diet I'm assuming... Right, white an ape grape. I'm <laughs> assuming... You do. You you make a uh, fair amount of money. Yes. More than six thousand dollars a year. Yes. Yes. Hey. Why are you drinking Hi. diet hey. right and Doctor Bold and all that crap? No, I don't drink. I don't drink Doctor Bold. That's Jeremy. Oh, that's Jeremy. Crap. That's you, black drink. You 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 walk you walk into the grocery store and they give you a dollar to buy the Doctor Bold. Yeah, the but Dr. the same Bold thing out, with the crap me. you drink. No, 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 no. I get these. I get these four twelve back four twelve packs uh, for eight dollars. Four 12-packs. Great job. No, Norm. Jeez, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Can you believe you ever made that sound on the air? That wasn't that, me. Yes, Norm. it did. Norm, that came out of your throat. No, that wasn't no, me. Groobs, play the full one. That is not Play me. the full one. This is Groobs all No, it's no, not. It's swear, Norm. Norm, it is. Norm, it's okay. We've all been there. We've all had a little gas, and you just thought you could hide it a little better. This wasn't came me. Out like uh, as a matter of fact, what I'm saying is right, that listen. going to Arizona, to me, kind of proves that he doesn't want to compete. He's gonna go, he's gonna go to Arizona and he's gonna yes. he's gonna get that job. That is Norm. real, Norm. No, that's, that's not terrible. Me. You don't that's remember when all this happened? This is this is Groove. No, it's not. Groove is not that talented. Okay, was Thanks, this Corby. while I was on drugs? No. No. When were you on drugs? When he called oh, Groove. Wait, wait a minute, oh, yeah. Groove. Can you remind him when I was on Gro when I was on drugs? <laughs> oh Groobs? dear. Pardon? <laughs> on Groobs. This, this remind, is, remind him Groobs, when I was on you. Groobs, Remember unfortunately, when I you about the has, has saved this call from Show when I was in the hospital after surgery. Here you go, Groobs. Hey, Groobs, this is Norm. I don't sound so good right now, but I feel great, Groobs. I'm just real tired right now, that's all. The rest of me is absolutely great, Groobs. Uh, I look forward to seeing you and working with you this weekend. We can start stuff. I can't. We'll go from there. God, that is that is. I was told to put that in at gunpoint. And you, you know, so the sorry. fact that you did put message. that in there. Here is Norm, out of his gourd, <laughs> calling you to just to be a good friend, and you <laughs> stab him right in the back. It's on air comedy, so that makes it okay, right? No. Oh, that's just sorry. Uh, I, would you know, never, you brought, I would never do that to you, Norm. You brought Groobs on this station. Uh-huh. And the things he does to you. Now he signs my checks. The drops he plays. It's true. Is this a song? What are you talking about? Yeah, what am I talking mm. about? <laughs> You're a little bastard. <laughs> All right, so what do you guys have on the show? I think this is going to be a great show. All right. We hope so, or, too. Oh, jeez. Hey. Norm's not so sure. We don't really have much. I got, I got stuff about the COVID. No, you got stuff no. about me. Norm prepared some stuff, and your job will just be to react. By the way, have we gotten approval? It is? Yes. Have we gotten approval to do the Bill Parcells Mystery Science Theater? Not yet, but we're going to do it anyway. 
Okay. Yes, absolutely do it. We're going to stick with Did you ever watch Mystery Science Theater? Oh, love it. That's a great show. I love it. I've been watching a lot of those I lately. I love it with the, the guy and the two little machines. They're watching yeah, it. the robots. I love Clever, the one. Clever, funny. I love the one where the, the aliens underneath the hill or something, and they've got these white foreheads, these big flat white foreheads. I love that Mystery Science Theater one. That's my favorite. Mongoloid? I don't know. Do you watch the ESPN Classic guys? Or is it ESPN Classic? Cheap Seats. Cheap Seats. No, do they do that? Yes. That's the, that, that's the clones? Are the clones Cheap Seats? Yeah, the, the two guys that look exactly, exactly like right. uh -huh. yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's what you mean well, by By clones. the way, did a Law & Order a couple of years ago. Those guys? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, it's news to me. Mm -hmm. All right, we have that coming up next. All right. All right. And, um, mind if I hang in? Yeah, the whole time. This is the ticket. KTCK Dallas-Fort Worth, KTDK Sanger.